This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. So why do you want to learn a new language? I'll tell you why. Because donde esta el baño can be a very important question at times. You know, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. Fast track your language acquisition with immersive lessons designed to teach you to pick up languages in a natural way. I love the fact that I can go from my laptop to my phone to pretty much anywhere and learn the language of my choice. Not to mention, I'm bringing my communication skills to new heights. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a limited time, Star Talk Radio listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash startalk. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash startalk today. Welcome to Star Talk, your place in the universe where science and pop culture collide. Star Talk begins right now. Welcome to Star Talk Radio. I'm your host, Neil deGrasse Tyson, and I'm an astrophysicist at the American Museum of Natural History here in New York City, where I also serve as director of the Hayden Planetarium. And today's show is all about the science of sex. Sex. Yeah, I said it. And I've got to help me talk about the science of sex is the one and the only Kristen Shaw. Kristen, Hello. welcome. This is not Thank like you. your first time on Star Talk Radio. It's like your third time. It's my, yeah, it's my third, fourth time. Fourth time. But also, it's my first time one on one. Oh, mano y mano. Yeah. Right, right. Excellent. So I get all your attention. Your complete attention. No yeah. more Alan Alda getting in there. <laughs> yeah, it's just you, just you and me. And and now you're you're a comedian, so you're not really an expert on sex, except that like you wrote a book called yes. the Sexy Book of Sexy Sex. That's correct. You did can you, get that on Amazon. Did you run out of words or something to continue <laughs> the actual title of this book? Well, I just wanted people to get in there before they lost their horniness. <laughs> okay. So they, you know, you get the message and then you start. To and what read. size are these panties that you're wearing here? Oh, those are size teeny tiny. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you find hanging on the clothesline. You yeah, know? they're real comfy, though. I, they're coming back in. Are you wearing those now? Am I? <laughs> <laughs> what we also have is clips from an interview that I had with... Either Mary Roach or Dr. Ruth. It's both, actually. But in this particular case, Mary Roach, and she wrote a book on sex, The Science of Sex. Yeah, she's and an she, expert uh, well. She came to my office at the museum, and I interviewed her, and so we'll be slopping it, uh, we'll be slotting in... Clips no, from that slop interview. it in. Slop. It is a sex <laughs> podcast. 
let's go to this first clip here with Mary Roach. She's a journalist, mm -hmm. essentially, but gets deep into stories. And she wanted to find out what motivated people to study sex in the first place, like in the lab. And it's just kind of weird to begin with. But the fact that it was done is what made her story. So let's check out our first clip of me interviewing Mary Roach in my office at the Hayden Planetarium talking about the science of sex. What a great day that was. <laughs> this book, Bonk, that's audacious. The title? Bonk. Everything. The title, the contents. It's about science. <laughs> science <laughs> that legitimizes yes. your gotta, effort to write entirely about sex. All you gotta do is put science on the cover, yeah. But even better, it's people studying sex in science labs, Masters and Johnson being an obvious example, physiology or you know arousal, orgasm. You got to bring people into a lab. Got to do it in the lab. Do it in the lab. So that's a wonderfully awkward scenario, which fascinated me because sex is such an intimate and personal thing. But then again, it's a physiology and it's anatomy, and somebody should study it. So why not just turn every porn set into a laboratory? Because they're professionals, right? <laughs> Actually, that's not a good idea. Because Why? Masters and Johnson started out using sex professionals, but they found that they were too good at faking it. Mm. And they wanted... It's someone hard for a guy to fake it. Yeah, no, I know. Okay, so, so they can't be they, too professional, otherwise they're not... They wanted someone more representative of the average person, so... So um, you bring them into the lab. You bring them into the lab, and you wire them up, and you're studying whatever it is you're... I mean, that matters. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. back up. Yeah. What is the driving question, and what do you call okay. these kind of scientists anyway, that would possibly want to know that you can't just find out on your own? No, no, well... It sounds like a big way, excuse no, for perverts stop to look at other people no. having sex. No, Go it, have your own damn sex. The reproductive system is as important to I'm study not, as the digestive system. I'm not denying or, that. So you would want, I mean, you want to know how does erection happen and you want to understand orgasm If you, because if the implications for fertility... I know how an erection happens. <laughs> I, don't need, I don't need somebody to tell me. I need somebody looking at me. Give me an okay. example of a question they would pose All right. and the experiment that they would conduct and the answer they would get. All right. What is the trigger for ejaculation? Oh, okay. Physiological trigger physiological. or visual trigger? No, or? physiological. What is happening? Is the, the That'd be cool if you just of, look at something. Does it, and, does it depend? <laughs> that'd be really efficient. That would yeah. be. Okay. Even. So, all right. Is it the volume of material? Does it depend on how long since the last orgasm? I mean, okay. you know. And Measurement somebody, data. And the applications here are for people who have like delayed ejaculation, which is sometimes sadly called retarded ejaculation. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Come too fast or too slow, whatever it is. Okay. So who are these people? What are they called? themselves are they biologists well they used, sexologists? To, they used to use the word sexologist we don't hear that very so much. what do they call themselves physiologists some are psychologists anatomists what have they concluded you just have to go buy bonk <laughs> i'm not gonna i'm not gonna you know, give away the punchline <laughs> so people studying sex in the lab yes that's crazy yeah see i, I used to think that lab work was you bring something in the lab that you didn't otherwise have access to Mm -hmm. It was some exotic creature. You grow something in a Petri dish. Yeah. You do something that would not otherwise be available to you to deduce on your own. Well, you might not have access to other people's penises and vaginas. Uh, clearly, but okay, but you have your own version of them. So unless you're going to look at the variation among them, maybe that's what one of the things they do. Maybe, well, see, I think there should be more sex in labs because I was doing some research. Isn't that a great sentence? There should be more sex in labs. There should be more sex in labs, <laughs> and I'm sure it's happening, like, you know, late nights anyways. But, you know, the lab, after hours. Yeah. <laughs> so in your book, 
in your sexy book of sexy sex. Yeah. This is a couple years old now, but you, yeah. what, what prompted you to write this? I had so much blue humor in my act oh, that yeah. I was like, I might as well just put it all, put out. It all out there. And uh, Rich Bloomquist, who's that? That's my fiance. That was that was he was he still he was your my fiance? boyfriend and the fact that we didn't break up after writing a book that's together promising is amazing. yes that's yeah. very good and I notice here you have some ambitious chapters here so you have the future of sex that's right I don't even know what that means well sex is going to happen in the future okay thank so you there Just, it is. thanks for clarifying yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> and then you have the history of sex okay. Mm -hmm. So, it happened in the past, good. too. Okay, so we're good. That, yeah. No, that's two chapters. We got that covered. Uh, regular sex. <laughs> yeah, that's just like for the straight and narrow, you know, like just like heterosexual sex. It's the stuff approved by Good Housekeeping Seal, yeah. right? And you follow that with the gay chapter. That's the, Apparently yeah. that's not regular sex. No, it's, that's a different it's chapter. exciting. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It will be soon, but it still starts gay sex now. And the sexperts only. What, what is that? Oh, that's like... Because if you're a sexpert, then why would I need this book? Um, well, because there's a chapter about you. <laughs> <laughs> and there's another chapter here that got my attention. It was the dark side of sex. What is that? Oh, the dark side of sex. Oh, bestiality, STDs. We go into how, the bit, the worst STD of all, which is the female stomach parasite, which is a baby. Um, <laughs> HIV, AIDS. That's what know. it is. Right, the baby is, is consuming Impotence. your... Resources. Yeah, it's just and it is taking over your life. Wow. <laughs> uh, when we when we come back more with Kristen Schaal, as well as clips from an interview I had with Mary Roach, who wrote a book on sex, the science of sex, called Bonk. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back to Star Talk Radio. I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson, and this is our show about sex. Since this topic is a little above my head, I bring in my all-purpose smart guy, <laughs> Professor Charles Liu. Charles, welcome back to Star Hi, Talk. Hi, Neil. Always a pleasure. Thanks so much. Let me remind people you're professor of astrophysics, not professor of sex. But well, you're well thought out on all manner of topics. You know, NASA has an official policy about sex in space that astronauts are expected to maintain a constant commitment to honorable behavior. Ah, I have some honorable behavior I would love to demonstrate for them in zero G. <laughs> but there's a story circulating that some space shuttle astronauts tested 10 different sex positions. <laughs> but NASA disavows all knowledge of well, such. of course. They have to. Yeah. But surely that's what any fertile people would want to test in space. A superb experiment. <laughs> so in addition to the journalist Mary Roach and my co-host Kristen Schaal on that show, I also spoke with a well-known author, sex therapist, TV and radio personality, Dr. Ruth. Westheimer. Dr. Ruth Westheimer. That's oh. Yeah, that's exactly what she sounds like. Uh, Let's hear what she has to say when I sat down with her to talk about sex. You taught for six years at Yale and at Princeton, and in a few months you'll be teaching at Columbia, so you get around. I get around. I'm going to be 84. 84? Well, that's been, the new 64. You know this. Right. Okay. So I have been to your museum many oh, times. Oh, the American Museum of Natural but History. next time I'm coming with my grandchildren, you will have to take me around. I will show you the cosmos as no one has before. Oh, I like that. <laughs> we have a date. We have a date. And also, you apparently you tweet, uh, ask Dr. Ruth, if you want to find her online there. 50,712 people are following me. But guess what? Uh, but that number's bigger by the minute. Yes, now they're going to go 
and follow you too. Yeah, no, then now they'll all come together. This I, is the one one love fest. Yes, <laughs> you're also on the YouTube channel, and I have to get this in. Maybe as a lead-in to the topic of sex, I just learned in the green room with you that you're sponsoring a wine coming up. I love wine. Oh, I'm I like see into that on wine. your face. <laughs> Here's a story. What's that? I always tell people when you get home, have a glass of wine, but I tell them careful. Don't drink too much. Drink just a little bit to relax, to have some romantic thoughts in your brain. Not too much, because if you drink too much, what happens? she will fall asleep. <laughs> and he, and you don't have to answer me if it's true, because I know better, he won't be able to perform. So I'm coming out with a wine. Van d'Amour. Van d'Amour, the well, wine of love. Be less alcohol. My face is on the cover on the label and it says less is more That's and it beautiful. will be sold all over and not just in liquor stores because it's less alcohol Who knows? so it has the right amount of alcohol so that the evening that begins romantically can end romantically exactly and not disappointing for the woman <laughs> or for him <laughs> and speaking of what it, might disappoint a woman this book you just came out with sexually speaking what every woman needs to know about sexual health I was reading through this I said hey there's <laughs> some stuff guys could hey uh, you know I mean how many men do you think will buy this I think any man listen carefully Neil uh, I'm listening I'm all any man who wants to be a good lover and most men do want to be good lovers. I think so. They, try, they try. Is going to read it because in today's world, the one thing that we know, there are less women who haven't heard the message. I'm not the only one who talks about sex. Who haven't heard the message that I keep on telling day in and day out. A woman has to take the responsibility for her sexual satisfaction. On your program, can I say orgasm? Say it. Go for it. Orgasm, say, say it also. Orgasm. Oh, boy, you said it better than me. <laughs> nice. So, Neil, across this great country and Canada, there is no question. A woman has heard that she has to teach her husband, lover, whoever it is, even the best lover, even one trained by me, can't bring her to orgasm if she doesn't tell him what she needs. Because guys are idiots, basically. No, I can say that, because, like, I'm a guy. Yeah, we try, but, but it's it's complicated. It's complicated because it's hidden. It's, hit. it's like, wait, is hidden. What, what, what's the... <laughs> And so, no, this is good. I'm, and looking at the pages here, it's it's a primer on a woman's body and her own awareness of it. Yes. And there is no question that any man that I know or that you know really doesn't want just to go bang, bang, thank you, ma'am. They really want her to be satisfied. We want to be able to say, and, I satisfy. Exactly. <laughs> That's that part exactly of the bragging what? rights, I Absolutely. think, in the locker room, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> That, that you can do it, and then she wants more. Yeah. So yeah, she come back for, for more. That's how that's got to work. <laughs> Let me just ask you some historical questions. We all remember you when you first came out on the radio, and you were saying things no one had said before. No one had the audacity to say, who even knows if the FCC had allowed it before? And so it had almost shock value. Not that that was your intent, but that certainly drew attention to it. Nowadays, there's skits on Saturday Night Live openly talking about orgasms and penises and vaginas. So, so how do you fit in now? I tell you what. It's true. In 1981, when I did the radio, sexually speaking, on WYNY, first there were people, attorneys, three suits, 
from NBC listening. Very shortly after, maybe after a couple of weeks, nobody came anymore. I did that program for 10 years. Every Sunday night from 10 to 12, I provided a lot of foreplay to people on Sunday nights who came coming back from the country. By the time they were home, they were nicely aroused now. It's true that I speak and spoke explicitly because I'm very well trained. I have a doctorate. I was seven years with a famous sex therapist at Cornell Medical School. Somebody's got to do it. That's true. And I was lucky. It's repressed otherwise. Yeah, I was very fortunate because I'm very well trained and I am old-fashioned and a square. So while I'm explicit, I still want people to be married. Yeah. See that? Yeah, be married 25 years. That's good. (laughs) Next year, 25. Five years, yes. So I want people to have what's called in sociology, you know about that, a significant other. I want them to have somebody in their lives. What happens these days, and I'm teaching a course now at Columbia Teachers College about That's right, Teachers College, an important piece of Columbia there. Television and the media, all the media, even YouTube. What's happening right now is a little bit sad. I know that you need some sex in every program. But I don't need them to use the four-letter words. Mm. And I'm very sad, even on Broadway, on some place, I don't want to mention which one, as if the English language had no other terminology, yeah. everything with this word. Also, yeah, the moment you go to four-letter words, it's evidence that you ran out of vocabulary exactly. to express yourself. Exactly. Now you talk like a professor. <laughs> I like that. Now, yeah, sex has to be part of it. I know that. But what's happening right now is a little bit going to the extreme. For example, I'm sitting in a taxi, and the advertisement on taxis are so eroticized that I'm fortunate I'm not having my grandchildren next to me. Mm, So we went a little bit overboard. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, there's a brand new book out. I'm sure that you have heard about it. I didn't write it. A British woman wrote it. It's called Fifty Shades of Grey. And women love it. They devour it. And it's very interesting. In the olden days, the British mother used to tell her daughter, the Victorian Puritan mother, lie back and think of England. Nothing in it for you. (sighs) Right now, there's a British woman. She writes beautifully, and it's very explicit. Very explicit. I don't want to have the guy... Think of England. I don't want to have that guy in my practice because Mm. I sent him to a psychiatrist, but that's a different story. Uh But it's interesting. It proves the point, Professor. I have talked about that a long time. Women first of all, need a longer time to be sexually aroused than a man. A man, when he's aroused, is aroused. A woman needs a longer time to get up off the curve of sexual arousal. And they used to say that women are not aroused by pictures or by... Or uh, pornography. pornography. Or by sexually explicit material. Uh Not so. Women right now are devouring that book, Mm. which is a very interesting point in things have changed, but we have to find a middle way. So it's, it's the freedom of women in society is what yeah. this is. That was an important step. Right. That she can take the initiative. She can ask you, not you because you're married, but anybody in your studio who is not married, she can say, would you like to go for coffee? And if he says, no, I have to go home to wash my hair, <laughs> then she can't fall to pieces. <laughs> she just has to ask the next one. I've got to wash my hair. <laughs> 
When we come back, more on the science of sex with my comedic co-host, Kristen Shaw, and the journalist and author, Mary Roach. We'll see you in a moment. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you, like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the US on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx ground is faster to more locations than UPS ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Whether you're a family vacation traveler, business tripper, or long weekend adventurer, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. And that's good, because there are a lot of me's. Choice Hotels has over 7,400 locations and 22 brands, including Comfort Hotels, Radisson Hotels, and Cambria Hotels. Get the best value for your money when you book with Choice Hotels. Cambria Hotels feature locally inspired hotel bars with specialty cocktails and downtown locations in the center of it all. Hey, that's me. Radisson Hotels have flexible workspaces to get the most of your business travel and on-site restaurants. That's me, too. And at Comfort Hotels, you'll enjoy free hot breakfast with fresh waffles, great pools for the entire family, and spacious rooms. Hey, that's me, too. I guess I'm just going to have to stay at all of them. Choice Hotels has a stay for any of you. Book direct at choicehotels.com, where travel comes true. Hey, remember when we did that show about the science of the golf swing? Well, let's take that to the next level. And that's because PXG has developed the Black Ops driver so golfers don't have to sacrifice distance for forgiveness. And the science proves it. PXG Black Ops driver is a breakthrough in driver technology. It's a complete and total victory in golf club engineering, unlike anything you've ever seen before. Black Ops drivers are adjustable to deliver a combined MOI of 10,000 plus for unreal forgiveness. Now that's ridiculously high. The higher the MOI, the more forgiving the club will play. So you don't have to square the ball perfectly for it to go straight and get distance. Add PXG's new advanced material face technology and you get incredible ball speed that pushes the distance to the absolute limits. More forgiveness, more distance, no sacrifices. PXG Black Ops Driver. Hit your tee shot straighter and farther. The proof is in the science. Learn more and get free shipping on all equipment. Go to pxg.com slash startalk and use code startalk at checkout. That's pxg.com slash startalk. Use code startalk for free shipping on all equipment. pxg.com slash startalk, code startalk. We're back on Star Talk, and I'm here with my guest and co-host for this episode, Absolutely. Kristen Shaw. Nice to see We've you. We've worked together you. before. I love her to death. 
So we also have a clips from my interview with Mary Roach, who wrote the book Bunk. Okay. Right. She's into one syllable, uh, one word book titles, and she studied the science of sex. In this next clip, she mentioned some surprising facts about erections. Oh yes. The only other erectile tissue in the human body is in the nose. When you have a cold, you basically have a nose boner. Did you? You didn't know that. I did not know that. Okay. The nipples, that's a different erection system. That's muscle squeezing. That's not erectile tissue. That's a muscular it's, it's, erection of... You're saying it's not filling with blood? Isn't that what not it... Not in the nipples, no. The nipples are little muscles squeezing it upright. The nose, I didn't know that. The nose, it's that spongy... Spongy that fills with blood. So people who have been large nose from the flu, they have nose erections. That's what you're telling that's, me. Exactly. Okay. And okay, here's another good... Wait, so the nipples is just muscles? Muscles, yeah, like contracting to squeeze it and push it up. Okay, why are they contracting? What oh, value yeah. is that to... Oh, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, I don't know why when it's cold they do right. that. that I when it's know. cold or aroused, which is two or really or different or things, yes, right? Yes, exactly. Well, I would imagine it has to do with suckling, with, with breastfeeding. Like, it helps the child to find the nipple. Mm-hmm. If, you know, if you're manipulating the nipple and then it gets erect, then it's easier to find. And it's easiest for your sexual arousal system to be brought to bear when you're breastfeeding so that you can feed the child and want to do so again and again. Right. Otherwise, the child dies. Right, so that makes and sense. And so your sexual arousal system is a really convenient system to tap when you're yeah, when you're talking about something, life and death, passing on your genetic material. Right, yeah. right, okay. It's a handy reinforcing system. So give me another top tip. Okay, here's one. Women have nocturnal erections in the same sort of cycle as men. Little tiny, little clitoral erections. And that somebody wired up a fairly large clitoris with a strain gauge, figured it out, brought them into a lab. Now, here's one. Tell me the difference between an erection that's sexually aroused and one that's just there, that has no correspondence with sex at all. One that's just there? Yeah. Is it possible for the body to just do it without stimulus because it's just... You know, three in the afternoon. Well, not like a nocturnal. Well, I don't know. That's, yeah, that's maybe. That's one theory that I've heard is it's just sort of the body making sure everything still works. It doesn't <laughs> really like just, you know, in the through. same way that you turn on a 1964 Mustang every six months to make sure it's um, like, just turn it on and make sure everything. Pulmonary system, check. Check. Sexual arousal, check. <laughs> Did you know this about your nipples? Yeah, I figured. Because I think in caveman times, too, when the ladies were out and they were cold, maybe they could get a guy to give them a hug. Oh! (laughs) Before they invented fire. (laughs) So tell me more about your book. What is, like, the funniest sex jokes you had told that they had to end up in the book? Well, the funniest thing, I don't even know if it's funny anymore, but there is, no, there's some monologues in there. Because, you know, the vagina monologues? I've never actually seen the vagina monologue. Oh, really? No, I was not drawn to them. Because you know everything about the vagina. (laughs) Boring. (laughs) Okay. I'll put it on my list. Okay, okay. great. So, Neil, I watched the vagina monologues. And I was so inspired. There were so many other body parts that were ashamed of. So I wrote the taint-a-logs. Which is? Which is the taint. What is the taint? Okay, so it ain't your penis and it ain't your anus. It's your taint. It's that area between the two. 
is this really an education from me to you? Because that is so exciting. Okay, so what do you say about that? Oh, you know, just talk about different monologues about different women and, and how they experience their taint. Oh, I see. I see. So it's an insight into their taintitude. Yeah, exactly. And also, like, you know, the shackles of society puts on the taint and stuff like that. So now you know what a taint is. I know. I, know, I didn't know before well, that. Also in different cultures, it has different names. Like in Montreal, it's called, like, the gooch. So don't do the taintalog in Montreal because they're just like. Mm -hmm. Is that because they're French or because they're they're Canadian? They're not fake French, but they do like to create their own language. I will say that. So you going to tell me your funniest joke that was in here? What was? It? I don't know. I, I don't. And know. who illustrated this? You can, this is like full color illustrations. Oh in yeah, here. you want to see something beautiful? And wait, wait, why is this okay. censored? That's by order of the Texas Board of Education. <laughs> that's the female anatomy through the years. Well, we can walk through this. So this is biblical times. They didn't know what was going on in there. So there's, just, there's some angels, I guess. Just hit with well, this is bell. inside the womb of the woman. Yeah, this is the female anatomy through history. Okay, so and angels then, are making babies. Yeah, they were like, that's what's going on in there. Okay. I don't know. Then, so panel two. Lower Earth. So this is 1000 to 1959. They just thought, who knows? 1959. Who knows? <laughs> and then free love. That's the sexual revolution. So that's the 1975. Yeah, just rainbows. And then now that they're still not really going into it. That's what I mean. There's a lot going on. The female anatomy and even like, this is not sexy, but like healthcare wise for females, it's really atrocious. Like there's things that we need in the hospitals and with our daily checkups that we don't have that's just not covered by Do you think it's because men had run everything and so they're yeah. not even thinking about the woman? I do. I do. I think so. Don't you? No, I mean, it could be. I'm just saying this well, bias built into society yeah, that yeah. affects this. It's a big problem. We need to have ultrasounds every Every checkup with the gynecologist, but insurance won't cover that. So right, some of us will have tumors growing that we don't right, know about. Right. But okay. that's not funny or funny <laughs> at all. But as we can end that segment on tumors growing inside it, your body. Yeah, it's gross, right? <laughs> when we come back, more with Kristen Shaw and her book, The Sexy Book of Sexy Sex, and from my pre recorded interview with Mary Roach talking about the science of sex. We'll see you in a moment. Back to Star Talk Radio. I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson, your host, and Kristen Shaw. Your co-host. Your co-host. You exactly. So much for us. And we've got clips from my interview with Mary Roach. She's a prolific writer of many topics that she studies in depth. And this one was the science of sex. People just doing research in the lab. And that last clip that we talked about surprising facts about erections. You talk much about erections in your book? Oh, yeah, definitely. And especially about erectile dysfunction. Really? What do you say about it? Um, just that you should kill yourself if you have it, I think. Um, <laughs> Um, <laughs> sorry. No, I, I think we have... That's why there's medicine. <laughs> because I think, you know, the frontier of sexual research, as Mary Roach will tell us in the next clip, might be through medications, through pharmaceuticals. Mm -hmm. And look at all the other things we enhance in life by chemically induced forces, right? I mean, like if you're a little sleepy and you want to be awake, pump yourself with caffeine. If you want to lift high, heavy weights, you get steroids. Yeah. You want to get the red out of your eye, you use, you know... What? Visine, or what, that, whatever is the brand. That's a chemical? Everything we put in our body is a chemical. Oh, man. <laughs> that's what it's all about. Chem We're just a sack of chemicals. We're just going to be adapting to the chemicals. Exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's we and the chemicals together that makes the life that we lead. Mm -hmm. And so why wouldn't that also play out with regard to sex? So let's find out what Mary Roach says oh, about the frontier of sexual research in chemistry. Give it to me, Roach! Is there still a frontier of sexual research that is beyond what has been done so far? Well, these days it tends to be pharmaceutical stuff, like looking for a pill for postmenopausal women with flagging libido. That's where all the money is uh, now. Yeah, of course, right. Yeah, it's, they're looking kind of, it isn't a female Viagra because obviously Viagra has to do with, you know, vasodilation and erect, and women don't need an erection. Right, right. So, but metaphorically, it's well, the same. It's, it has to do with sex drive and libido. That's what they're looking for. Viagra is more for a performance. Here's what I wonder. If your libido drops and you're just less interested in sex, what's your incentive to bring it back? Like, what do you care? Just have less sex. Your husband wants you to. Oh, so it's a mismatch. It's a mismatch, right. And especially now that there's Viagra. Because it used to be maybe there's a little bit of harmony in, uh, oh, in advancing yeah. years. And now you bring Viagra in. And not a man's ready at any time of day. That's right. And the woman's like, oh my God. For at God, least four hours at a time. Me? <laughs> <laughs> at least that's right. Or it can be upsetting if you're somebody who you used to have a really healthy libido and you think this is part of who I am. And all of a sudden you just don't think about sex anymore. And maybe that's something you want to change. There it is. You mentioned Viagra in here? Uh, no. This is a joke book. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So, so how about women who lose their sexual drive? What's your opinion about that? When they're older? Yeah, like, when, um, yeah. I don't really have one because I'm like 19. Yeah, you're, but, you're still in the zone. Yeah. In your sexual zone. Oh, yeah. I'm probably at my peak right now. <laughs> also, I've never had sex. So, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm just curious. You heard my question that I asked Mary. I said, if you're not interested, then what do you yeah. care? And she said it's for the husband. For the husband. Because the husband's like chasing after you after they take the Viagra. Yeah. And then don't they always just divorce you and then go get the younger lady? That, That's that has, all I've witnessed. Okay, so if all the women got together and said, we will not do that, that will never happen ever again. But yeah, they always like, blame the guy. Yeah, it takes two to tango. Oh, you know what? Women are our worst enemies. Man. That is true. You guys do this. Yeah, we do. <laughs> it's true. Oh, 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 it's so sad. So if we find a chemical that'll make women aroused yeah. when they wouldn't otherwise be, mm -hmm. and then you have Viagra, mm -hmm. then do you worry that the future of the world, everyone is just having sex? No, I And, and then the economy collapses? Beautiful. Yeah, I hope it does. Maybe that's why the one economy's big, collapsing now. <laughs> yeah, I watched my mouth. Well, oh, okay, so about that with the women, um, you know, getting their groove on later in life, I think that's probably really nice because it does establish intimacy among the two people that might be lost at that time. Plus, you know what I heard? That in nursing homes, like, VD is on the rise. I know, right? Like, wow, forget the VD, because they're not going to die of that. They're going right. to die of something else. I they're know. Just, yeah, I mean, good for them. <laughs> plus, the guys die before the women, generally, right? Yeah. So, if you do the statistics on this, you have two distributions, right? Your life expectancy. And so, the women outlive the men, all right? So, as you get older... Mm -hmm. more men die relative to the women who are left. Oh, I see. This is so, so every increment of month that oh. the man stays alive, there are fewer of them for all the women who are still alive. Oh, yeah. So you go to nursing homes, you could be one guy out of 100 women. Yeah, it's a hot number. Man. But then maybe there's some women-on-women -women action at oh. that point. <laughs> 
So the lesbian forces will rise. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I haven't. You know, I just uh, I haven't. Uh, you haven't experienced. Haven't done the lab research on that. lesbian <laughs> relationship <laughs> in nursing home. That's a whole unexplored <laughs> territory right there. Yeah, but it will be after this podcast. When we come back, more on the science of sex. There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are influencers on the internet. Which means Tubi is more popular than sponsored posts for digestive enzymes and high coverage foundation. More popular than soft launching your boyfriend. More popular than making boomers explode with rage when you tell them how much you make on a single post. Tubi, it's more popular than influencers. See you in there. Do you want to set up your child for success? Of course you do. Maybe you want to save money on private tutoring, or maybe it's just out of your budget altogether. Is this a big school year for your child? Like maybe they're starting kindergarten, middle school, or high school, or some other milestone. Maybe your family moved and they're starting at a new school. Is your child ahead? Not getting challenged enough in class? Well, we love that little smarty, but we want them to be engaged. IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids covering math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. There's one site for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. Kids can use it at home on the computer or on the go through the app on your phone or your tablet. No more grading those worksheets. IXL grades everything itself. And no more trying to figure out how to explain math equations or grammar rules yourself. IXL has built-in explanation videos. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And Star Talk Radio listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash Star Talk. Visit IXL.com slash Star Talk to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Welcome back to Star Talk Radio. Uh, in studio now with me is, is Professor Charles Liu. Hey, Neil. Smart dude all around. Uh, you know, in the previous segment, I talked with Mary Roach and Kristen Shaw oh. about pharmaceuticals like Viagra as the frontier of sexual research. Hmm. You're not ready for Viagra yet. No. Uh. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. <laughs> See what Dr. <laughs> Ruth had to say on that issue. Any man who asks his doctor, don't ever take one from a friend. 
you have to get a prescription from a doctor. Anybody who the doctor says you can take it, I, I have nothing against any of these pills. However, an important point on your program. Here is a man taking that pill. He now has an erection from the floor to the ceiling. <laughs> he comes I home. I, I take your word for it. I haven't. <laughs> he comes home and he says to his wife, "Hop into bed," because he thinks on it's command. the last. He thinks it's the last erection of his life. <laughs> he forgot her birthday. He forgot to bring flowers on Valentine's Day. If there's a sports event in our culture, for three days he hasn't talked to her. Right. He was watching television. Beer and chips in front of the TV. And everybody here in your studio who watches you knows what that wife is going to say to her husband, what to do with that erection. <laughs> so I'm all for help if it's needed, only by prescription. I'm not a medical doctor. But the relationship is the most important part. And that's an underappreciated fact. And uh, can you comment, you know, before the pill, you know, the pill was considered a transitional point in the freedom of women. Before the pill, we have this sort of this stereotype, and I don't think it's correct, that people like never had sex, you know, until they married and then they had sex to have kids. And but only after the pill did we separate the sex from the, 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 the procreation. But surely... I mean, sex is free, it's fun, it's easy. And so, do you have any sense that the frequency with which people are having sex has changed over the years? Or? No question. First of all, it has changed because of uh, work situations. You don't work anymore 12 hours like some people used to. Right. You work eight hours. Uh -huh. uh, that just means there's more time, more time in the 24-hour day. Right. The other thing is, no question, that the pill has drastically changed the whole mechanism, the whole attitude, everything in terms of women having control and in terms of not having to worry about an unintended pregnancy. We still have some unintended pregnancies, but not like before. The pill has changed drastically. Some maybe not so good side effects of sex during lunch with not, uh, not your partner or something like that well, is also part of it. Mm -hmm. But in general, it has changed. That's the limit but, of the freedom, where you're, it's the extreme expression of the freedom. And yeah. some people... And to even today, decide not to be sexually active, e either if they are religious or for values or for beliefs. Some philosophy. Jewish, right. Or Catholics. And to them, I say, be sexually literate. But use it when you have decided to use it. I like that phrase, be sexually literate. Right. Because I spend my life trying to teach people to be scientifically literate. So now but there are these other literacies. Right. That's important literacy. Otherwise, you, it can mess you up in the right. head. Right. So, in your book, The Sexy Book of Sexy Sex, do you talk about a, the Mile High? You, uh, oh, the Mile High Club. What do you say That's about you, that? Oh, well, the Mile High Club is a short story about a real thing where when you have sex in an airplane, um, you join the Mile As High Club. As everyone does, of course. Yeah, in the bathroom, because there's so much room. <laughs> and wait a minute, I have an issue with the Mile High Club. Mm -hmm. Planes don't fly a mile high. They fly a Like five miles. They fly higher than way that. higher. 
<laughs> no plane is flying a mile high unless it's coming in for a landing. Well, these are civilians calling it that. These are loose, slutty civilians. This is so people who don't right. get the data straight. Yeah. Okay. Do you realize in the stadium in Denver, which mm-hmm. is Mile High City, yeah. it's Mile High Stadium, right? and there's a row of seats that are painted a different color that are at 5,280 feet above sea level. Oh, that's cool. Did you sit in them? No, I didn't because I'd never been to the stadium. But if you actually went there, had sex, you'd be in the Mile High Club. That's cool. Everyone in Denver is in the Mile High Club. Um, everyone that had <laughs> sex on that. No, that well, yeah, presumably people are having sex in Denver, right? No. The, no, the stadium is not there. on the top of a mountain. The, <laughs> it is at an elevation. It's in the Rockies. Oh, okay. The average elevation is about a mile high. Well, so everybody in these high cities are in the Mile High Club. You don't need an airplane or cramped bathrooms. I'm just saying. Well, now you just ruined that short story. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Well, anyway. It's, how, it's the data. It's so, a real club. So, Kristen, I think we have to close down shop. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on my guest. Thanks on for the having me. Uh, you've been listening to Star Talk Radio. I'm your host, Neil deGrasse Tyson, and I thank Kristen Shaw for being on the show. I thank, thank you. the clips that we shared with thank Mary you, Roach, clips. and of course the one, the only, and the inimitable Dr. Ruth Westheimer. <laughs> Find us on the web, StarTalkRadio.net. We're at Facebook. You can like us at Star Talk Radio. I tweet at Neil Tyson if you want to sort of plug into oh, cosmic tidbits. You Got to follow him. <laughs> Cosmic tidbits. Save money on tuition and just read his <laughs> tweets. We are brought to you in part by a grant from the National Science Foundation. And also you can catch us now on the Nerdist channel on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, Chris Hardwick. Chris Hardwick is totally a friend of ours mm-hmm. and, a, and a fan of Star Talk Radio. So, I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson signing off. As always, what shall we do? We should look to the stars and ride off to Saturn. And fewer syllables, as always, keep looking up. Oh, that's easier. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.